Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Yo. We are one more time brought to you by Lana Life Bone Broth. As the weather gets colder, warm up with the best broth ever made in the United States of America. Uh, you can drink it by itself, or you can add it to your favorite recipes that call for broth. Either way, it's amazing. Extraordinary? Exactly. Exactly. So, week two recap. Ohio State 45, Arkansas State 12. Um, I want to start off by saying, it, it seems like it should be a bigger gap there. Like 45 to 12 against Arkansas State seems like a little small. At least in recent history when Ohio State plays a group of five team in the non-conference. But I said something last week about if the defense or if uh, if their offense is figured out, it's not going to be like, oh, they scored 70 again. Or it seems like I'm not saying that it's happened. I'm just saying before it seems like forever. Be like, oh, it's still close one minute into the game. And then I would check two minutes later and it's like, it's already 21 nothing. And then soon it's like 65 nothing. Yeah. Um, I will say that this team, Arkansas State team, is littered with Power 5 talent. With teams like Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Boston College, Purdue, Oregon State, TCU, Iowa State, Illinois, and more. I just It's apparently a destination for teams that fail at the Power 5 level and want to go to Group 5, and they had some talent. Their quarterback was from Florida State, and he did pretty well. Um, I, did like, I did like the way Stroud was throwing the ball. He was on target. He had some really nice passes. The one... At the end of the third quarter, uh, down the sideline to Supermarv was just incredible. And the way it, it was just in, throwing the needle down the field, and Supermarv just goes and gets it, high points it. Marvin Harrison is a dog. Three touchdowns. He had himself a game. Ibuka continued to ball out. Love him. He's doing great. Um, that being said, I like after seeing Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. balled out and Nick who played really well, I think Michael Hall Jr. is still the best player on that whole team. And a lot of the guys last week and uh, like were comparing him to Aaron Donald. And if he's even half the player Aaron, Aaron Donald is, I think he'll be one of the best players in the country. Haskell, the rascal Garrett, led the Buckeyes in tackles for loss last season with seven. Michael Hall Jr. already has five through two games. I think that he is a huge reason why Ohio State's defense is playing better. They didn't give up a single touchdown. They gave up a few big plays that they're going to have to figure out and improve. They had some bad penalties. They're one of the worst teams in the country at penalties right now. Mm. Like I think like 117th or something like that. And that's something that you can fix. It's not like you're they're dropping the ball or missing tackles. They're just making bonehead plays that they can fix. One was the dude just tried to jump over the blockers on the punt. Oh, yeah. And then the play, the drive kept going, and then they got a field goal out of the drive. So that's an easy way to avoid point, points. Just don't make bonehead plays like that. But other than that, I like the Buckeyes all around. And I think the defense, even though they gave up a few big plays, they still didn't give up a single touchdown. So I think that's a plus. I, uh, I didn't watch the game, but I'm also glad that I didn't. Um, because can you tell me why? Arkansas State, obviously the huge underdog, is down 7-0, has the ball 4th and 5 at Ohio State's 12, and kicks a field goal. It just drives me so crazy when the coach sends the message to his own team, loud and clear, and to everybody else watching the game, that they are not here to try to win. Yeah, That's all I have to say. Play to win the game. It pisses me off that they didn't even try. Like, if you go for it and don't get it, 
great, you're still losing and you're going to lose. But if you kick a field goal, you're planning on losing anyways, what are you doing? At yeah. least try to keep it close for a minute. Yeah, it is interesting, Like especially that point in the game against the team you're playing against. seems like you'd want to take a, take a shot. Yeah. See how they respond. Yeah. Not give especially, them like, oh, we got off the field. Especially since, uh, I don't remember the wide receiver's name, but he was burned in Ohio State in the first half. And Denzel Ward, I mean Denzel Burke, not Denzel Ward, he's yeah. long gone. Um, Denzel Burke was getting burnt, got burned by him a couple plays. Take a shot to him. Man, I don't know who Arkansas State's coach is, but he's an idiot. It's, uh, what's his name? From Tennessee, Butch. Um, Jones? Yeah, Butch Jones. Winning at life. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> Michigan 56, Hawaii 10. JJ looked really good. Harbaugh named him the starter right after. Um, I've seen some people point out that the throws JJ made actually kind of seemed like a simulated tryout. They were having him throw different routes, different depths, uh, things like that. Harbaugh actually did that with Jake Rudock in the bowl game at the end of Harbaugh's first year in 2015 against Florida, yeah. uh, almost showcasing Jake Rudock for the draft. He ended up on the Lions for a little bit. Uh, Hawaii is terrible, but some of those throws I thought were just impressive regardless of opponent, uh, especially his last touchdown. He stepped up in the pocket, threw it on the run, threaded. Not, it wasn't super tight coverage, but he kind of threaded the needle into the uh, corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's Hawaii. However, Cade McNamara was struggling against Hawaii. He was struggling against Colorado State. J.J. Yeah. McCarthy didn't throw nearly as much, but he didn't struggle the way that Cade struggled. Like Harbaugh yeah. had said at the start of the year, the offense is going to be more explosive, more aerial, and it seems like maybe he knew the whole time, all right, it's going to be J.J., yeah. and he can actually throw the ball down the field. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like it, it was just Hawaii. I was also like, oh man, you only have to, like to fifty six. That could have been a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, they also weren't really trying to run it up. Right. Like that's that. how. That's how I felt about Ohio State too. Like they really could have put it on them more. There were a few drives that were like three play drives, and I'm like, why aren't you doing that every time? And then yeah, kind of get it. Like I, I, th- I think they're trying to figure out the run game still, and I think it makes sense in a game like this to work on that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the Michigan game? No, I actually didn't watch this one either. Like, you didn't watch the Buckeye game. But um, my thought, my only thought is congrats to JJ. Cool. We'll see how how good he is against a real team. Um, but, like, what the hell? Why would you, like, Cade McNamara got booed. Yeah. Why are you booing a quarterback yeah. that led your team to the playoff your best season in 25 years by far, and he would have. They would have won more games last year if JJ didn't touch the ball, didn't touch the field, because he was the sole reason they lost to Michigan State, or well, a big reason. Was, don't don't no, I'm don't just say saying the Blake refs. Corum. I wasn't. I was saying Blake. <laughs> they said that that was on Blake Corum actually. It is JJ's fault. Okay. But if he's not on the field, that play doesn't happen. The slander on Cade is absolutely wild to me. I agree. Like I understand, like. Feeling like JJ is the better quarterback and rooting for him and rooting for him to start, but like to booing s- him to boo him and there's some Michigan fans that we know that have absolutely shit on Cade McNamara. I just don't understand that at all. Like it's frustrating because going back to last year, there was 
finally a point of like actual joy and excitement yeah. about the team. And he was a big reason, even if he wasn't throwing for a ton of yards or a ton of touchdowns, he was doing what they asked him to do, right. which was take care of the ball. And he, for the most part, he took care of the ball. Yeah. And then, like, honestly, I love J.J. McCarthy. The whole reason that it was slow for him to get more playing time was they said he was he would throw picks. He would try uh, things he could do in high school, whatever. He was a little reckless with the ball. Yeah. And maybe they lose some of the – like, Nebraska was a close game. Penn State was a close game. Ohio State wasn't. <laughs> they had some close games, is my point. Yeah. That they, I think, won because Cade took care of the ball in yeah. a way they didn't feel like they could trust JJ to do. And then so to have that like joy of like, oh, we beat Ohio State. Oh, we won the Big Ten. Yeah. To be fair. And I then think... just want to crap on the quarterback that even if even if Hassan Haskins was 99% of the reason they beat Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like – but who if JJ is in that whole time? Maybe he throws a pick. Yeah. Maybe he fumbles. I don't like. And momentum is such a huge thing in football too. And those interceptions and fumbles and stuff, those are big momentum swingers. Yeah. Josiah like, doesn't agree with I, me about momentum, but so I I've been defending Cade to friends that are Michigan fans, and they're like, yeah. I just don't know why you're advocating for Cade. And I'm like, I'm not. Advocating for K to start. I was hoping JJ would start. I think his ceiling is way higher. Yeah. At the same time, I don't think I, that makes me have to hate Cade McNamara. I want him to transfer, get hurt, whatever. Think he's a bum. He he got Michigan to this point. Yeah. Whether you want to believe that or not, it's the facts. So, he was the quarterback during their best season in a very long time. Yeah. So to just try to throw him overboard when he's more of a Michigan man than any of us that didn't go to the school. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I try to like think of a time where Ohio State had a similar situation. But I have to think back pretty far because they've been pretty successful at quarterback lately. Um, I had to think back to 2015, coming off the national championship year where JT Barrett led a great season, mm-hmm. and then got hurt, and then Cardinal Jones led a great postseason and won the national championship. That was a tough quarterback battle that led into the regular season. And like even when... JT Barrett finally won the uh, job, uh, then got suspended, uh, then Cardell Jones was the quarterback again, uh, then JT Barrett was the quarterback at the end of the season. Like, throughout all that drama, I was never like, JT Barrett was the clear better quarterback in my opinion. I was never like, boo Cardell Jones, like, get out of here. Like, no. I love yeah. Cardell Jones. And I get he won, uh, took Ohio State a step further than Cade and maybe made big, bigger plays than Cade ever made, but... I honestly think it was really all the wide receivers that season when he was just chucking the ball up and Devin Smith was running underneath it and nobody could guard him and Ohio State's run game was so good that it just made it so easy for Cardell. You know, there was that play. I believe it was third down in the Ohio State game where Cade threw a bomb to Cornelius Johnson down at the one or the two and then Michigan scored. Like, he made plays. It's not like he only handed the ball off. I get that Haskins was the reason, the biggest reason for their success. Yeah. Cade still made some plays, and it's ridiculous that – I mean, there's – There's, there, there's games uh, that Tom Brady on. wins that he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's Super Bowls he's won that he didn't do a whole lot. All I know is he's the GOAT. We'll get to that. Yeah. Or, or, or we won't. <laughs> or we won't. Uh, viewer question, who should Nebraska go after to replace Scott Frost? Who will Nebraska go after to replace Scott Frost? What do you think? Okay, so – 
if I'm being honest, I really think they should go after me because mm-hmm. I'm super sweet at NCAA 14. I'd be better clock What's mid. your record against me in NCAA 14? What, one and two? One and two. What okay. saying? I have better Nebraska, cl- I'm available. I'm also available. I have better clock management skills than Denver Denver's head <laughs> coach. Um, but actually, like, I really don't know because Scott Frost was such a no-brainer at the time. And we just witnessed, like, could it have possibly gone worse? I don't think so. I, I heard... I don't remember where I heard it. It was it was some podcast. They said they had ten four star recruits that should have been on the roster. Seven of them had transferred. Wow. That was when Frost was coming in. No, like the, going into this year, oh. they should have had ten, and seven of them had left. Interesting. Yep. Wow. Um, I heard that um, Scott Frost. Heard this from through the loophole that he had, was struggling with some personal issues, like maybe a drinking problem, maybe um, probably caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror, maybe cheating on his wife. Oh I don't know. Gosh. This is what I heard the other day, and um, if I'm if I'm a Nebraska fan, I do not have high hopes with whoever they get. I think Matt Campbell makes the most sense to me. Urban Meyer would be hilarious if they're <laughs> that desperate to win right away. I mean. I th- I think Urban Meyer would beat Georgia Southern and win more than three games. but um, I mean, I think he'd definitely have more success, but there's just – it's – I don't know if it'll ever not be too soon for that guy to be the coach of a program again. Although, I mean, Rick Pitino is still coaching, so what do I know? Yeah. But um, – I think they should go get Bo Pelini back. That would be – not the worst. I mean, he got fired for going 9-4 and four too much. Yeah. Uh, they did not make a single bowl game under Scott Frost. It's Yikes. crazy. Like, how do you go from before, winning a national championship with UCF? Before Harbaugh came, I was like, oh, they should get Scott Frost. <laughs> not all my takes are good. Yeah. Uh, I think also Matt Campbell makes a lot of sense. Um, and it sounds like they actually are targeting him. It'll be interesting to see... Uh, just because the rumors of mutual interest have already started after week two. Yeah. So if Matt Campbell denies it and then bolts at the end of the year, or it's a like all everything about this is weird. What if he just bolts now and says to his players from Iowa State, like, hey, at the end of the year, come on over it like the ones that he wants. Mm-hmm. That's the world we're living in now where you take your best players with you. What's like- but why like why finish out the season if he's already leaving? Yeah. I mean, maybe to to try to win the conference, but, like, if you're already leaving, I right. don't know. And then, like, do you deny it all year when it's obviously obvious because Nebraska's not even looking for anybody anymore? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think the second call should be Brett Bielema. He played at Iowa, obviously coached at Wisconsin, and then now at Illinois. But really, Iowa should fire Kirk Ferentz and hire Brett Bielema right now and take him off the table for Nebraska. He probably has a decent buyout. I don't know. I mean, it's Illinois. I don't know how much money no, they got for this. I mean, uh, oh, Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. He does, and I actually have that. That's for later. Uh, <laughs> the third call should be to Lance Leopold at Kansas. Yeah, they're Buffalo in the first before that. They're in the first. They're in first in the Big Twelve right now. He has Kansas at two and zero with a fifty-five forty-two win over West Virginia. Wow, that's crazy at Kansas this quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. He shouldn't be at Kansas long, because if he is, there's no way he keeps When he beat Texas last year. Yeah. I know Texas wasn't good, but they almost Better beat than Kansas should they have were, been. They were a sneaky play from Caleb Williams. If that doesn't happen, 
the he was tackled the running back was tackled in the backfield on third or fourth down and Kansas would have won the won the game if they would have got the stop. But That's instead crazy. the running back the Caleb Williams ripped the ball away from the running back and ran for the first down and that was the game. Kansas would have won that game against Oklahoma with still with uh Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. and Caleb Williams there. Yeah. Just crazy. Um our picks updates, we both went ten and five this week. Yeah. Uh, we both were wrong on the game of the week. So I'm 20 and 8 overall. You're 23 and 6 overall. It's a long year. Yeah. You're going to lose. Uh, Big Ten takeaways. You have any? Um, Not really. I just feel like the two teams I picked to make it to the Big Ten championship, I still feel confident that it's going to be Ohio State versus Minnesota, um, especially for, for Minnesota with Iowa and Wisconsin both coming off losses last week. Not looking good yeah. for those two teams. Uh, I just have two. So Michigan State, your boy Peyton Thorne went eighteen <laughs> for twenty-eight with no touchdowns and two picks. The funny part is that I had a handful of MSU fans tell me that JJ only looked good because they played Hawaii, while Peyton Thorne struggled against an Akron team that won their game against an FCS school by seven points. They're heading into a road game at Washington. I will say he did what he needed to do. They won fifty-two to nothing, right? Look, I don't think, I don't think uh, Cade had a game with no touchdowns and two picks last year. Yeah, doubt it. Unless he, he had did six, in Georgia, he had six remember. picks on the season. Yeah, fifteen uh, touchdowns. I'm just saying, I they definitely did not win because of Peyton Thorne. A lot of people, state fans, were calling for Noah Kim. Uh, I don't know, whatever. They're playing Washington, uh, where old Big Ten friend Michael Penix. Yeah, 46 of 66 through two games for 682 yards and six touchdowns. Balling out. And he's, and he's spreading the ball around to yeah. a lot of receivers. We'll, some we'll see if MSU's secondary is actually improved. I'm skeptical just because they were obviously in a close game week one, but then gave up some yards in the first half to Akron. Yeah. Uh, Akron just kept fumbling the ball. I do think it um, will be interesting how much the improved pass rush will help their secondary this year and in this game because the pass rush is has looked really good against the past two teams. Michael Penix has looked really good against Michigan State. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. He all, they also have a, a better coach. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, through two games, has zero passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. They had a wide receiver transfer to Purdue <laughs> in the offseason who had three touchdowns in the first half on Saturday. Wow. Uh, I heard that the local media was getting a little aggressive with Kirk Ferentz about his son's offense and Spencer Petras at quarterback, and he's vehemently defending both of them. Yikes. It would cost Iowa $48 million to fire Kirk Ferentz, $6 million a year per year left on his contract, and he has... Eight years left if you're at second grade level in math. But they can't keep rolling with him, can they? Especially Brett Bielema is doing more at Illinois than Kirk Ferentz in year 45 at Iowa. Like, get rid of Kirk Ferentz. Bite the bullet. You have Ashton Kutcher. You have, uh, as an alumni, I'm saying, (laughs) uh, he's worth $200 I looked it up. (laughs) Ashton Kutcher is worth $200 Surely they have some other alumni. I don't know who. Maybe one named Shirley. Maybe one named Shirley. Ashton Kutcher's married to Mila Kunis. Maybe he can get her to care, throw in, so he's not taking away a quarter of his wealth. But I'm just saying, like, Iowa, 
Brett Bielema would be the perfect fit there. <laughs> Honestly, like I hate Brett Bielema, but like style of play and he's an alum, he might chip in for the thing here to go from <laughs> Illinois to Iowa. I just I don't see how they keep going with Kirk Ferentz, especially when he refuses to fire his son, yeah. who has one touchdown through two games. Jeez. One against an FCS school. I honestly think I would be an, a better offensive coordinator. It'd be hard to be worse. I need to get into coaching. Like, statistically, it would be hard to be worse. They're, like, worst in the country at yards per game by, like, 50 yards through two games. Jeez. It's crazy. Speaking of turd piles, the rapid-fire turd pile picks. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Frost, for not making Nebraska 2-0, because otherwise this game probably wouldn't be in the turd pile. Oklahoma at Nebraska. I would love it if, if Nebraska's uh, interim coach won this game. And they're like, oh, the problem was actually just Scott Frost. Uh, that'd be that'd be something. But Oklahoma by eighty. Yeah, Oklahoma in their own the spread is only fourteen last I checked. I jumped That's all absurd. I jumped all over that spread on my parlay for this weekend. Um yeah, Oklahoma easily. Yeah. Southern Illinois at Northwestern. 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 Purdue at Syracuse. I got Syracuse. Syracuse. Oh no. Oh. Uh, Western Kentucky at Indiana. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Dude, what the flip? Rutgers at Temple. Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh, man. Colorado at Minnesota. We both have Minnesota for sure. New Mexico State at Wisconsin, who does not look good. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Nevada at Iowa. Nevada. There we go. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, Nevada puts up some points, and Iowa does not. Yikes. Maybe I'm wrong here. We'll see. SMU at Maryland. Maryland. The spread is only Maryland by three and a half, and Maryland is at home. SMU can score a lot. Uh, Maryland doesn't have a defense, and Talia can throw more than his fair share of interceptions. I'm going to pick Maryland, but I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, I had a feeling you were going that way. Yeah. On to the varsity games, Penn State at Auburn. I don't like... Penn State, but Auburn just struggled with San Jose State. I got to go with Penn State. Right, yeah, I saw that too. And, uh, yeah, I think Penn State's looked better this year than they did last year, and they beat Auburn last year. So, yeah, Penn State. Toledo at Ohio State. Um, Toledo has been impressive so far against inferior opponents, outscoring them 92-10. to 10. That's pretty good, both trash teams. I see that I see this game could go similar to Arkansas State where they only win about 30 win by about 30 points instead of the traditional 70. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 70. I'm excited to see um, Ryan Day said today that Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be back That's and Julian Fleming will be playing. Hmm. So I, I'm really interested to see how much of a role Julian Fleming has with the new order of wide receivers, how he is in that pecking order now that he's healthy and I think Michael Hall will get two more sacks. And it's a night game. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That is fun. Um, I don't have anything to say. Ohio State will win. Yeah. It's Toledo. And it's not my team. So, uh, UConn at Michigan. This was actually supposed to be a game against UCLA, scheduled when Jim Mora Jr. was the coach. Then that fell apart, and Michigan scheduled a game with Jim Mora Jr. at UConn. Oh. I hope they let McCarthy throw it a good amount. Uh, just because the passing game is actually fun to watch for yeah. the first time in a long time. Uh, Michigan will win by a lot. I don't know. Yeah. doesn't really matter. Michigan will win. Michigan will win. Game of the week. Way to go, Michigan State. Michigan State at Washington. Yeah. Um, this will be the first real test for MSU's defense, and I don't think they'll get it done. 
And so, yeah, I think 38-21, uh, Washington wins the game. Man, yeah, I think this is kind of the inverse of last year's game at Miami for Michigan State. Miami was ranked high. Michigan State was unranked at the time. It, it was an ugly game, but Michigan State won. Fun fact, the AP poll does not like Washington because they're unranked, and Michigan State's ranked in the top 15, but Vegas does like Washington. Washington's favored in this game. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, um, Miami was ranked high last year, even though they weren't good, finished 7-5. and five. Yeah. I'm not saying Michigan State will finish 7-5, and five, but this year MSU started off ranked high, struggled off the blocks against Western Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Washington has a new coach, Kalen DeBoer, offensive guru, some say. Their offense gave this year's Notre Dame uh, a blueprint for how to be hilarious, but now this year Washington's a ton better. Last year Washington's offense sucked is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, But they're better because of DeBoer as well as Penix. Uh, they probably got some other transfers in, to be honest. I thought you don't like Penix. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't personally like Michael Penix. Michael Penix loves playing against Michigan State. I'll be surprised if Michigan State wins this game. And if I'm being honest, I think it could get a little out of hand if MSU's secondary hasn't actually improved from last year. Uh, this will be a big test for them for sure, like you said. Yeah. I'm going to go Washington 38-28. So you have a little bit bigger of a blowout. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, Things no one is talking about, what do you got? I would have complained about this more if Notre Dame had not lost. But Bama almost lost to Texas. Oh, they my god! They won by one point. We almost had it as our game of the week, but we both assumed it would be a blowout. Yeah. I did have this sneaky feeling that maybe it would be a little closer than people it expected. It sucks that Texas missed the field goal at the end of the first half. Well, and, like, there were so many. I saw all over Twitter, like, three or four just egregiously bad calls. The one really good play that Bryce Young had that people were like, oh, here's this Heisman moment where he, like, evades the pass rusher and then scrambles for a first down. There's a clear hold right in right in front mm. of him, and the guy probably would have got him. Can we talk about how he really played bad for the first three quarters, and then he makes one throw, and the announcers are talking about how great he is? That's like, <laughs> It baffles me because I'm not Auburn, saying he's bad, but... Auburn was his Heisman moment last year. Like, bringing him back, sending it to overtime. Right. It was like 14-14 game or something like that. And, like, the fact that the game was even close was embarrassing for Bryce Young. And there's a play where he literally has an hour and a half to throw the ball against Auburn. Just sits there, and then just throws it right to an Auburn defender for an interception. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that play, but everybody talks about the touchdown he had in the last minute to send it to overtime. I mean, I, like, through the first three quarters, he played like Peyton Thorne did this past week. Yeah. It was not good, and then he made one good throw, and it was like, holy crap, Bryce Young's back. Yeah. I just... Ridiculous. I'm not... Again, I'm not saying he's not good. Yeah. But just the narratives that are driven... He should... He is the weakest Heisman since Derrick Henry. Mm, they should have given it to Aiden Hutchinson, I agree. I mean, honestly, I'm about biased in the opposite direction for Aiden Hutchinson as it gets, and he deserved it over Bryce Young. Mm. But it still should have been C.J. Stroud, but... We'll, um, we'll make that a clip for TikTok. <laughs> Um, so unranked Texas, yeah, lost to them by one. I talked about the penalties already. A game where Quinn Ewers was shredding them. He was like twelve of fifteen for one hundred and fifty yards, and then gets hurt in the first quarter. And he's the. It's not just some random quarterback that gets hurt. He's the highest rated quarterback recruit since Vince Young, a baller, former Buckeye, and. 
they still almost lost to the backup. Bryce Young threw only for 214 passing yards against, who are they playing? Texas. Texas isn't back, by the way, just because they were close to Bama. And two, th- more than a third of those passing yards went to their star running back. Like, went to the star running back. It's just, it's just, Ohio State should be ranked higher than Bama. I'm not scared of Bama at all. Wasn't coming into the season because they have no weapons downfield anymore. Maybe we ought to have for the college football playoff because the SEC bias has been going on way too long. Yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Georgia. Illinois. Georgia's good. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and it drives me absolutely bananas. Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. Why on earth are they still ranked? (laughs) What? Is what is happening in this world? Like the SEC bias. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to help you out. Yeah, is ridiculous. No, I yeah. knew what I wanted to say. I just I question if I wanted to say it. Um, it's just absurd. Like maybe Ohio State shouldn't be ranked ahead of Bama right now, but are they the second best team in the country? Is Didn't Texas and like is Texas A and M a top twenty five team? Hell no. So the Texas A&M part, Bama might be the second best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, either point right now. But uh, so I did a little research, and I think this is crazy. Wait, so wait, can I say one more thing about Texas yeah. A&M? North Carolina scored 63 points on Appalachian State the week before. North Carolina compared to App- to Texas A&M, and then Texas A&M scored 14 on the same team mm. a week later. Okay. Yeah, so I've given you on I've given you crap on the show and just in private about Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL, but I wanted to see the stats. I wanted to know the facts so that we could actually look at the data and compare. So I started yeah. in 1986 simply because that's the year that I was born, and I had to pick some time to you start. Just told everybody how old you are. I did. Wow. Hey, I'm embracing it. I'm getting old. Uh, maybe things are better for Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL before 1986, but I don't really have a reason to think that. Yeah. And I. It's fair. Why would we care that yeah. far back? So. Yeah, why would we care that far back so Michigan uh, has a half a national title ever? Okay. Because why would we care that far back? So, Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> total through for a combined grand total of 20,539 yards. 86 touchdowns in a combined 35 career years. Okay. Brian Greasy, in his 11-year career, threw for 19,000 yards, 19,440 yards, 119 touchdowns. So what I'm saying is that Brian Greasy, not even very arguably, had a better career than every Ohio State quarterback in the NFL, even if they rolled all of their stats into one quarterback since 1986. So Brian Greasy. Okay. Had Elvis Gerback played one more year, he would have done better than every Ohio State quarterback rolled into one as well. Elvis Gerback played in the year in the league for eight years and threw for almost seventeen thousand yards and eighty-one touchdowns. I won't go on too long, but this is amazing to me, Zach. The average career for an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL since nineteen eighty-six lasts four years in which they throw for 2,567 yards and not quite 11 touchdowns, 
before they're out trying to work for Culver's or Wendy's Jeez. since they don't go to Ohio State to play school. The average career... <laughs> Cardinal Jones graduated from Ohio State. I don't care. The average career of a Michigan quarterback in the NFL since 1986 lasts about nine years while they throw for an average of 11,540 yards, 59 touchdowns. Can we take out the outlier of that stat? So this is great. In my notes, it says, you want to say that's all because of Brady? You're wrong. Those stats excluded Tom Brady. <laughs> With Tom Brady, the average jumps to 10 and a half seasons, 20,689 yards, and nearly 130 touchdowns. But the average career for a Michigan quarterback in the NFL, excluding the greatest quarterback of all time for no reason other than to try to level the playing field for this exercise since 1986, still evens out to over half the yards and touchdowns of the totality of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL total. Not nearly enough people are talking about this, and I think we should have started the conversation right now. Nobody talks about it because who cares? Michigan fans? Yeah, that's all you have to hang your hat on in the last, since well, 1986. that and Hassan Haskins just scored again. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Tweet of the week. Yep. In a response to the official statement from Nebraska firing Scott Frost, this is from Blackheart Gold Pants, an Iowa blog, at BHGP. Brian Ferentz is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> My Tweet of the Week is from Alex Anstead, at Alex Anstead College Football. Um, and it's the record for the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. The Big Ten East is 14-0, and and the Big Ten West is 9-7. and And not all of those seven are explainable. Yep. Insane. Yep. Well, yeah. with that, we'll uh, see you next week. Be sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Mm -hmm. Deep dive more into Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll give you a spoiler. <laughs> it's hey, not good. I will say... You sent an interception that Justin Fields threw in a group chat that I'm in, and then he went on to throw two touchdown passes after that and defeat the um, former runner-up of the NFC last year. What what year is it for Justin Fields in the NFL? Two. He's got two more left. Jeez. And that's it. I doubt. I I would bet a lot that he makes it five years. <laughs> what a weak bet. With that, go blue. Go Buckeyes. <laughs>